0: Hi, this is Kim, and welcome back to Weber County's Greatest Generation. Today's story is about two brothers, and I was amazed to find the number of brothers that were both killed in World War II. There is a previous podcast about the Jacob brothers who were from Riverdale, and the Ludington's who were both from Ogden. And one thing I realized when I was writing this story is that all of the brothers who were killed were pilots. So today, our story is about the Farnsworth brothers, Everett, who was called Chuck, and Andrew, who was called Keith. Chuck Farnsworth was born on October 23, 1923, in Chester, Idaho. Keith was born on May 6, 1925, in Butte, Montana. They were the oldest sons of Leslie W. and Myrtle S. Farnsworth. Keith is the youngest pilot that I have researched because almost all pilots in World War II were born before 1924. Their father worked as a logger, a farmer, miner, salesman, carpenter, custodian, and apartment manager, and it seems like they moved around a lot. In the 1930 census, the family was living in Bannock, Idaho, where their father had a general farm. In the 1940 census, I found Chuck, who was 16, living with his grandparents on 3602 Jefferson Avenue in Ogden, and he was listed as a high school student. I couldn't find the family in the 1940 census. In the Salt Lake Tribune on September twentieth, nineteen 1942, Everett, now 18, was reported as a new Army Air Cadet. On November 23rd of 1942, The Standard reported, Aviation cadet Everett Williams Farnsworth has completed his basic flying training at Gardner Field, California. His parents are Mr. and Mrs. Leslie Wright Farnsworth of Number 5 Victory Road in Washington Terrace. On January 14th of 1944, The Standard Examiner read, Everett Williams Farnsworth has successfully completed the Army Air Force's advanced flying school training at Williamsfield, Chandler, Arizona, and has been commissioned as second lieutenant in the Army Air Corps. And then again on June 8, 1944, the standard read, Lieutenant Farnsworth now in Europe. Lieutenant Everett W. Farnsworth, son of Mr. and Mrs. L. W. Farnsworth of E-5 Victory Road in Washington Terrace, is now in the European Theater of War. And is participating in a course designed to bridge the gap between training in the states and soldiering in the active theater of war. Before entering the army, he was employed as a salesman by the Standard Stations, Incorporated. On November first, 1944, the paper reads, Promotion Announced, an 8th Air Force fighter stationed in England reports that Everett W. Farnsworth, 20, of Ogden, a P-51 Mustang fighter pilot, has been promoted from 2nd to 1st Lieutenant. He holds the Air Medal and an Oakleaf Cluster. Prior to his enlistment in March of 1943, he was a carpenter for the Better Built Homes Company of Ogden. His parents are Mr. and Mrs. Leslie W. Farnsworth of Washington Terrace. In his flight yearbook, by his name and picture, the caption reads, He is one of the three cow-punching trio that are called on every weekend by that Blythe rancher. Seems he has a pretty daughter, or maybe it's his wife. The rancher, we mean. So the P-51 is a single pilot plane, and on the National Museum's World War II website, it reads, the North American P-51 Mustang, with its crew of one, has a wingspan of 37 feet and a length of 32 feet. It has a maximum range of 1,000 miles and can carry 2,000 pounds of bombs or 5 10-inch rockets. It also has 60 50 caliber machine guns, which is really confusing to me because if one pilot is there, how is he supposed to shoot? Its maximum speed is 437 miles with a cruising speed of 275. The P-51 is the gold standard for World War II fighters. The website continues before the Mustang finally began arriving in Europe in increasing numbers. The British and American strategic bombing campaign was faltering. The British were bombing only at night, and the Americans were suffering frightful losses in their daytime raids. And the reason this was, was that the British had lost so many uh, pilots and planes in the Battle of Britain that they felt they couldn't afford to do any more daytime bombing. Although the Allies had planes like the Lockheed P-38 Lightning, which could escort the bombers, it was inefficient and not economical. A long-range escort fighter was needed not only to bring the bombers in and out of Germany, but also to wrestle control of the sky from the German fighters who preyed on the bombers. The Mustang, with its high-speed, low-range, low-cost, and 650-caliber MN2 Browning machine guns, again, not sure who's shooting, made it ideal for the job. The Campaign for Air Supremacy kicked into high gear in March of 1944, when the Americans made their first major daytime bombing raids on Berlin. On March 6, 1944, over 800 U.S. bombers escorted by 900 fighters attacked Berlin. And again, those numbers are just outstanding to me. I can't even imagine 1,700 planes flying overhead. The P-51 dominated air combat in Europe and destroyed nearly 5,000 enemy aircraft. It remains the iconic fighter of World War II. So going back to Keith, who's only 15 months younger than Chuck, he enlisted in the Army Air Corps, which was later to become the Air Force, on March 9, 1944, and two months later he was one of 609 graduates from Ogden High School in May. He graduated as a command gunner on a B-24 at the Army Training Center in Harlingen, Texas in May of 1944. He received additional training in Nevada and also in Hamilton Field, California. In September, he spent a furlough at home with his parents in Ogden and then flew from the West Coast to the Pacific area in October of 1944. The B-24 was a heavy bomber that was introduced in 1943 with a high cruising speed, long range, and could carry heavy bomb loads. Its wingspan was 110 feet, Its length was 64 feet, and it was 18 feet high. It had a crew of 10, a pilot, co-pilot, bombardier, nose gunner, navigator, radio operator, ball turret gunner, two waist gunners, and a tail gunner. So the rear gunner operated a flexible machine gun at the tail end of the plane and attacked from the rear, so he was always facing toward the back. And during World War II, the tail gunner was in an enclosed, fixed compartment. The two waste gunners were situated on the sides of the plane and they were looking out a window, I think, but they were like um, seat-belted in or there was something holding them in. And they uh, had their machine guns. Waste gunners took the most casualties from incoming fighters who would strafe both sides of the plane. But the most frightening to me would be the ball turret gunner. And if you look at pictures, this is a plexiglass space that is under the nose of the plane and held the gunner with two heavy machine guns, ammunition in sight. So he's actually sitting below the pilots. Uh, It was a very, very small space and was usually occupied by the smallest man of the crew. And there was no room for a parachute. Keith was assigned to the 23rd Bombing Squad, the 5th Bomber Group, and was a gunner on the B-24 Liberator. The group was called the Bomber Barons and they fought their way across the South Pacific during the war. So we have one brother in the European theater and the other in the South Pacific. The island of Guam is located 1,524 miles south-southeast of Japan and 3,800 miles west-southwest of Hawaii. It is 128 miles from the Mariana Islands. The U.S. had captured Guam from Spain during the Spanish-American War in 1898 and established a facility there in 1899, and the Marines opened a barracks there in 1901. It was one of the islands that the Japanese attacked, along with Pearl Harbor and several others on December 7th, 8th of 1941. From July 21st through August 10th, the U.S. retook Guam, and this is one of the worst battles in World War II. That battle also included the islands of Saipan and Tinian, and I never quite understood why it was so important to t- retake these islands until I was doing this podcast. The United States was getting ready to send the huge B-29 super fortress bombers to bomb Japan, and these islands were crucial for the bases to send off those bombers. So even before the battle was over on Saipan, they were building the airfield, so the construction of the airfield began in June of 1944, and the B-29s began to arrive on October 12, 1944. The 73rd Bombardment Bombardment Wing began flying warm-up missions against the Japan-held islands on October twenty seventh, and this was in preparation of the upcoming battles over Japan. So the Japanese, understanding the consequences of having those B-29s within striking distance of Tokyo, began sending small numbers of Japanese bombers flying in for Peleliu and Iwo Jima and they made occasional raids but caused little damage. But it did disrupt the timeline for getting the B-29s on the island. They hadn't done very much damage and the B-29s were still coming so they began a main offensive in early November 1944. But on November 1st of 1944, the B-29 flew over Tokyo for the first time, and that was a chilling experience for the Japanese. During November and December of 1944, the Japanese launched daily attacks from the airfield on Iwo Jima, which makes a lot of sense because that's where they're going next. On November 27th, Admiral Chester Nimitz ordered a major attack. His plan was to use all available P-38 fighters, um, those before P-51s, along with the B-24s and B-29s, and that attack began on December 8th. Keith's B-24 went down on December 5th. There's no information on what happened, but I think that we can assume that it was in one of the initial attacks over Iwo Jima. That bombardment, ordered by Admiral Nimitz, continued until February 19, 1945, when the bloody Battle of Iwo Jima began with land forces. So Keith's B-24 went down on December fifth. On January 7, 1945, the Salt Lake Tribune had an article, Buell, Idaho Fighter Pilot Missing in Europe. Lieutenant Everett W. Farnsworth, Chuck, 21, son of Mr. and Mrs. Leslie W. Farnsworth of Buell, has been missing in action over Germany since December 12th. His parents had been advised. He has been credited with shooting down two and a half German aircraft, which I guess one of those was an assist, during the past few months as a P-51 Mustang pilot. He entered the service in 1943 and was recently promoted to first lieutenant the Farnsworth family moved to Buell from Ogden last year. Another son, Corporal Keith Farnsworth, is a gunner on a B-24 in the Netherlands East Indies, which is not correct. The Farnsworth, as they are notified about Chuck, have no idea about Keith's plane. So there is an Air Force report on Checks crash. It states the destination was Mersburg, Germany. And in the description, it said very intense, inaccurate flak from Wetzlar, which is a city, probably hit the plane, causing the coolant to leak. The witness report read on December 12, 1944, I was flying Goldfish Red 4 on a combat mission when we saw a marshalling yard with four trains on it. White flight went down to hit it, and red flight was top over. After White Flight made two passes, I heard on the radio that White Flight leader had smoke in his cockpit and was setting a course for home. Then First Lieutenant Everett Chuck Farnsworth, leader of Red Flight, saw a fire in a field about a mile from the yards, and he told Red 3, First Lieutenant Lawrence Viscani, to take the flight over while he went down to look at the fire. The witness statement continues that... A little later, we saw a ship heading west very slow and went over to look at it. It was Lieutenant Farnsworth, and he was losing coolant through the cockpit. We flew for about 10 minutes, and then he told me to get a homing to manage for him. I think that was just the bearings at where he was at. And he says, I could not get them at a low altitude, and he told me to climb through the overcast to try and get it. I took red to 2nd Lieutenant Fred Raffle, on my wing and climbed through 17,000 feet of overcast, leaving Lieutenant Viscani with Lieutenant Farnsworth. After climbing, I still could not get bearings, and I could not contact Lieutenant Farnsworth or Lieutenant Viscani again on the radio. They were not seen or heard from again. So that article was reported in the Salt Lake Tribune, but on the same day, January 7th, There's an article in the Twin Falls newspaper, brother of missing Buell aviator, also missing. A Buell aerial gunner whose brother was reported missing in Germany has been reported as missing in the South Pacific. Sergeant Andrew Keith Farnsworth entered training in October 1943 after volunteering for enlistment while attending high school in Ogden. He was called to active duty after his graduation. The last word received by his parents was that he had been transferred to the Netherlands East Indies sector. His last furlough was spent with his parents in Ogden in September of 1944. He has two younger sisters and a brother residing at home in Buell. So Keith was killed in the South Pacific on December 5th, and his brother Chuck was killed over Germany on December 12th. So two brothers killed within a week on opposite sides of the world. So what was really amazing to me is that Chuck's body will be returned to Utah for burial. The Salt Lake Tribune on January 23rd, 1949, with the place Centerville, Joint Funeral Services for Captain Everett William Farnsworth Chuck and his brother, Captain Andrew Keith Farnsworth, will be conducted Saturday, January 29th, 1945 at 1 p.m. in the Union Martuary Chapel by Sutherland W. Clayton, the Bishop of the Centerville First Ward of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Captain Farnsworth died of bullet wounds December 12, 1944, suffered in a plane action over Wetzler, Germany during World War II. Keith Farnsworth was killed in action in the Southwest Pacific on December 5, 1944. Everett William Farnsworth was born October 23, 1923, at Chester, Idaho, a son of Leslie and Myrtle Williams Farnsworth. He graduated from Downey High School, where he won honors in football in 1941. At the time of his enlistment, he was an elder in the Washington Terrace LDS branch. He trained at Santa Ana, California, Blythefield, California, Gardner Field, California, and Chandler Field, Arizona. Andrew Keith Farnesworth was born at Butte, Montana, May 6, 1925. He graduated from Ogden High School in 1943. He was an elder in the LDS Church. He enlisted March 9, 1943, trained at Buckley Field, Denver, Colorado, and at Tonopah, Nevada. He graduated from Harlingen, Texas, Army Training School in 1944. He was an Air Force gunner on a B-24. Surviving, the brothers are their parents from Centerville, two sisters, Mrs. Rhea Pickering, Salt Lake City, Bernice Farnsworth-Centerville, a brother, Lauren Farnsworth-Centerville, and three grandparents, Mr. and Mrs. John E. Williams of Ogden and Mrs. Mary Alice Farnsworth of Salt Lake City. Joint graveside services will be conducted at the Centerville Cemetery by the Centerville American Legion. Friends may call at the family home, 685 East, 3400 South Centerville, Friday, from 6 to 9 p.m. and at the Martuary prior to services. So this has been really interesting to me because I've learned the whys of both um, Iwo Jima and Okinawa and why we needed those islands so badly. My dad was in the Navy on the USS Hawking off the island of Iwo Jima, and he talked about watching the kamikaze planes fly into the ship and how terrifying that was. Iwo Jima is a huge and horrible battle that's going to take a huge toll on the families of Weber County, but we will get to those stories later. Again, thank you for joining. You can find the podcast on Facebook under Weber County's Greatest Generation or on Apple. Thank you.